Today's episode of Tyson Tate is brought to you by Coors Light. Coors Light is the one that I choose when I need to unwind. So you, when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash TNT. That's CoorsLight.com slash T ampersand T. Please celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, DJ Wagner has finally made his decision. Tate, the pick is in. With the first pick of the DJ Wagner sweepstakes, DJ Wagner selects... La Familia. Not Louisville, is what he said. (laughs) He said, I don't care where I go to school, just not Louisville. Well, he started with the L. They they heard it, and he ended with La Familia, and now he's going to Camelot. Um, the, The Louisville... Uh, the the downfall of Louisville basketball continues, and I I am out of words, dude. I'm 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 sick to my stomach. I'm, I'm disgusted. Speechless. I'm speechless. I I can't believe <laughs> that this man not like we knew he was going to Kentucky yeah. for a while, but then to uh to to do an announcement and where you say that the final two schools are Kentucky, you got to throw some extra ones in there. Yeah, you know Miami, what I mean? just throw Auburn, a few others. Somebody in there. don't put out a thing that says my two schools are Kentucky and Louisville, and they commit to Kentucky of on this week of all weeks. Yeah. When Louisville's lost two one-point games to open the season, mm. and that does include Lenore Ryan. Lenore mm. Ryan? Lenore Ryan? Lenore Ryan. <laughs> also, Mill uh, Wagner, does he still have a job today at this very moment? Thought, We're not sure. Thoughts and prayers. We do not call for jobs on this show, but yikes. Milt Wagner, yikes. I mean, you, but had, also, you had one job. Also respect <laughs> Milt Wagner, because he's like, I got my That's bag. That's true. Uh, also, is Grambling State better than Gonzaga? The answer may Ooh, surprise you. Yes, transitive property. Yeah, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to figure out what it means that Grambling State beat Colorado, who beat Tennessee. Greg Sankey leads the transition committee, as we know. <laughs> what the hell they do? No one knows. Nobody but, knows. But Greg Sankey's in charge of it, right? He's in charge. Yeah. yeah is it Condoleezza? It's a it's a co. Both. It's a co. I think Condoleezza is like. Adam Smith, the invisible hand. Yeah, yeah. we are, we are the uh, transitive committee. You and I, mm-hmm. we're they have the transition committee. We have the transitive where we explain mm-hmm. uh, how Grambling State is better than Gonzaga. Um, it, it makes zero sense. We're, we're one week <laughs> into the season. The tra- the transitive committee one week into the season is already in crisis. We're yes. already like, well, no, they're the- running around the <laughs> office. <laughs> Things are on fire. Yeah. It's not good. Um, Amani Bates is averaging 30 points a game through one game played. How about that? I'm fired up. Yeah. I watched that game. Happening. I saw it happen. I wish that they would have won, but at the end of the day, no one even knows who won. We all know Amani won. No, Amani Bates won. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, I don't even know who they played. I don't remember. <laughs> I just know Amani Bates scored 30 points. Uh, also, is it panic button time for the North Carolina Tar Heel State? Ooh, some people are saying that, and I kind of like it because it reminds me of the Bubble Boys from last year. Oh, I'm okay. like, go ahead, get off the bandwagon. We don't want you. Carolina's- We've never wanted you. I like that everyone's like, Carolina, frauds, get them on my face. And it's not even you. You know, like, I, no. I respect the fraud committee that you have, mm-hmm. but th- these are other frauds. These are frauds <laughs> trying to act like they are the fraud committee. And uh, I'm fine with The it. most important thing is you're definitely not mad. Definitely not I'm mad. I'm not upset. I'm definitely not <laughs> upset. Uh, but we're going to, we're probably going to start the show with DJ Wagner. Are we not? That just of happened course. about. 20 minutes ago from when we I was driving into the show yes driving in to record the show uh, when he made his commitment and uh, I don't know I think we, I think we have to put the whole saga to bed so we'll yeah. probably start with that but I first, was on an airplane and I was saying oh my god DJ Wagner and no one knew what I was talking about <laughs> but first Woody Durham he takes the time out technical foul. technical foul technical foul
All right, we're going to hit the weekend action at uh, some point, including the uh, Friday uh, aircraft carrier game and all the nonsense that uh, that, that entailed. But uh, we got to talk DJ Wagner, Kentucky Tape, because this yep. was the uh, the news that just broke. This is this just this just happened. We've been monitoring this situation for a while. Kentucky, uh, the 2023 Classic Kentucky's putting together, once upon a time we thought it might have 10 guys. It does not. It has five. I think they're done now, right? This is it? Uh, I think. Who knows? I mean, who John knows? Yeah. I mean, who and, knows? And there's obviously always another player that could end up being the number one player it's in true. the class. And if he, if there's a new number one player, John Calipari has, has to, have to have him. He has yes. to have him. Yes. So it depends on how the rankings shake <laughs> out from here. Uh, but for right now, John Calipari has five guys in his 2023 class. They are all number one recruits yes. in, in some way, shape, or form. It's incredible. We've never seen anything like this. Uh, hand Kentucky the title now. <laughs> My question is this, Tate. Is John Calipari retiring or not? Because I, I can't make sense mm. of the decisions this man keeps making where he's, it feels, maybe he's going all in on next year. I was going to say. And then that's it. It's one last hurrah. It's, it's given me, we talked about it last year with Mr. K. And, you know, Mr. K obviously idolized John Wooden and he wanted to leave with the national championship just like John Wooden did in 1975. But people forget John Wooden let everyone know during the tournament when he already kind of knew he was going to win the championship. He was like, this is my last year. You know, yeah, it was up. like what the final four. Or something yeah, like exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. it was the final four, exactly. Yeah. But I think Calipari is getting ahead of it, just like Mr. K, and he's saying it's one last run, it's one last push before I go to the NBA, before I am the next Nets coach or whatever it may be, and I have to get the two number one players in the class, Dillingham <laughs> mm-hmm. and DJ Wagner. Boom, done, and here we go, twenty twenty three. This twenty twenty. This uh, this commitment's less about Kentucky to me and more about Louisville. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's. Like, is Kentucky getting a great recruiting class? We've been there. I've heard that yeah. story. I've seen it. Um, I guess at this point, bad things happen in Louisville. I've also seen that. But, like, it just keeps – what, what do we do, dude? Like, what we're, we're – it's a state of emergency and then mm-hmm. some. It's, it's been in a state of emergency. I, I keep hitting the, like, panty button on Louisville basketball. When I think about Louisville basketball – And nothing's happening. It's not plugged in. The button's not, not working. The, buck, the button is not on, but it makes me think of Homer Simpson when he's, like, talking to Bart, and Bart's like, this is the worst day of my life. And he said, this is the worst day of your life so far. That is Louisville basketball, right? So far, this is the worst day. This is the darkest day. And I keep thinking that it will be, this has to be the darkest day. And then something else you could not keeps, script keeps a rec- hitting You us. could not script a recruitment that's a bigger kick in the balls than DJ Wagner in yeah. Kentucky for, for Louisville. You could, not, you could not come up with a scenario that's a bigger kick in the balls. You hire the coach from Kentucky, yep. who's, also, who's really your guy. You hire the, the, the guy's grandfather. Mm-hmm. It's it's a heavy. John Fanta in July is going on shows saying it's a done deal or whatever. Done deal, so, what, locked. Everybody felt that way. We like, this is, we this talked is, about yeah, it. We we're like, oh my god, Louisville's back. I think we this brought awesome. Rutherford on, and we were like, Mike, it's all happening. Yeah, it's all happening. <laughs> Bright days ahead. Again, you're supposed darker. to get Amani Bates this season, yeah. and then next season DJ Wagner, and away we go. And that's mm-hmm. Louisville, and, and we're a broken record now. I feel like we talked about the demise of Louisville basketball every show, like the last five shows we've done, but. <laughs> Uh, it, the hits just keep coming, and I, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand what happened, other than this is Rick Pitino cursing the program. Like he, he, the ghost of Rick Pitino. That's also a real life human being, but also yes. sometimes when Rick Pitino hasn't had enough coconut water, he gets a little pale on the sidelines. We know that. Yeah, he looks like a vampire. True sometimes. blood. Um, he's haunting this program. That's the only thing that makes sense, and I think the only way we can save this, like. The jokes are over, dude. We got to bring Rick back. That's that's. I, yeah. I'm not joking anymore. I, it's 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 very serious. And in fact, 
I, I'm in a position now where I'm ready to lend my services to the University of Louisville to meme Rick home. I am. Yeah. I'm ready to do that. And I don't do that for anybody, mm-hmm. but I'm ready to do it. I've, I've already started. I made the bat signal. I threw that together on my phone. I was like cropping images. I, it took me 45 minutes to figure out how to do that. <laughs> uh, where I, I, when they lost to Bellerman, shout out to the Bellerman. Uh, the Bellerman. The Ballerman. What? Bellerman, right? That that's no, dude. It's Bellerman. Okay. Are you serious? Are we I... doing this again? <laughs> Jesus, dude. Don't don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. It's Bellerman. I'll, I'll let it slide. Yeah, it is. Um, when they when Louisville lost to Bellerman, I I, I made the uh, the bat signal. It took me forever, mm-hmm. but uh, I made it, and I'm ready, dude. I'm ready to meme Rick home. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Like I I, the shtick is over. The uh the, the this isn't a bit anymore. We're we're not joking. Um, Louisville is cursed. Rick Pitino of the vampire that is Rick Pitino has put a curse on this program. Uh, I don't understand my mythology and all of that. I'm starting to get better at it as, as more like seven foot guys can shoot threes. I'm starting to learn more about mm-hmm. <laughs> mythical creatures and shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the uh, what the stories are with vampires or some with garlic. Right, you're supposed to like wear garlic when they come into a room or like some with mirrors. I don't know. I need to I need to watch Twilight. I guess. Yeah, yeah. But Rick they P- can't see themselves in mirrors. I do know what that. It is. Yeah. And I think garlic keeps them away. Garlic keeps them away. And then away. a wood stake to the heart is how you how kill you them. kill them. Yes. This is all I learned from what we do in the show. So <laughs> <laughs> don't fact check me. I need to watch Twilight or something and figure <laughs> out how, like Rick Pitino is a vampire and has placed a curse on this program. We have to bring him back and uncurse the program. That's the only way forward. This is disgusting. Yeah. And uh, that's where we're at. So congratulations to Kentucky for getting DJ Wagner. It's not about Kentucky. This is about Louisville. And we have to fix this. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And you know what? I think Rick Pitino, he might not be listening, but he's definitely feeling it, right? The frequencies, Mm -hmm. whatever that energy, it is coming back into his space because they played Hofstra on Friday. And and look, I didn't watch the Hofstra game. Shout out to Speedy Claxon, great coach. They play Hofstra on Friday and they lose. And the reason that I knew that they lose is because Rick Pitino, I'm on Twitter. Rick Pitino is on Twitter. I see him post a picture with his grandkid and he's like, some things are bigger than basketball. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, did I did I own to lose? Like, why would Rick Matino post a picture of this grandson unless they lost? I, I I do my due diligence. I see the Hofstra one. Shout out Speedy Claxon. Nice win. But it shows that the eye that was on the prize that we talked about a week ago with Iona this season and and making the tournament and making a run, I think Rick Patino is looking down at Louisville. It's a, I, I think I think his head is out of the game with the Gales. Yeah. And I think he's I think he's turning back. Well, Steve Messiallo's there to to take over for exactly. him. This is all part of the plan. Exactly. And that that's a very Cal move too. And and Patino and Cal, that's the the, the symbiotic <laughs> relationship they had. That was always they're they're the Spider-Man meme pointing yes. at each other. They're the same thing. Yes. I mean, like so this is this is Patino warming up his 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 juices. I'm not to, a pervert. I'm Italian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did I just say the phrase Patino's warming up his juices too? By the way. Oh my god. Um, the, the, this start to the, one week ago today, Louisville lost to Bellerman. Wow, that feels one like, week ago. Yeah. They, they then lost to Wright State by one. I shout out to my guy. Uh, uh, Jared Burson, who once upon a time, I, I know the name because he once upon a time uh, won a Big Ten stat of the week on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he tweeted this stat, that Louisville is the first team to start 0-2 with two one-point losses since Arkansas State in 1991-92. That's Louisville. In, in all of college basketball. Wow, that's and, a In the stat. history of the sport, yeah. since 1992, nobody has opened a season with two one-point losses until Louisville did it this past week. And just when you think... Thank God the week's over and we can flip the, you know, it's the start of a new week. Yeah. New week, new beginnings. And Louisville fans were waking up on a Monday morning saying, 
how could this get any worse? Yeah, another one point <laughs> loss. You lost one point guard who was going to change yeah. your whole program. You finished second. Yeah, to DJ Wade. At least you were top two. Um, what does this mean for the rivalry though? Because I don't. I I think this. I think this is terrible for the rivalry. If, the, if yeah. you have a kid that can seriously consider both schools, because it feels like if if this was like a true good versus evil, and I'm not even saying which side is good and which side is evil, because I I'm not a Louisville fan by any stretch of the imagination. I just want them to to have a heartbeat again. Um, if one side's good and one side's evil, you can't have a kid who's who's in bed with both of them at the exact same time and then has his final two schools be those two schools, right? I like agree. That's, that's bad. Yeah, it is rivalry. bad. And also, DJ Wagner, I have the quote, he was asked about, they, they were like, hey, DJ, Kentucky-Louisville, what a rivalry. Here's his quote. He said, quote, I feel like it's crazy, the Kentucky-Louisville rivalry. And he continued, that rivalry between Kentucky-Louisville in general and just the history behind it, it's a great rivalry. <laughs> He has no idea. There, no yeah. there is no rivalry. There is no rivalry. That's LeBron James asked about the Godfather. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite scene in the Godfather? He's like, man, <laughs> so, so many, many scenes. So, so many scenes. There's so many. How do you pick just one? We're like, well, just pick one, LeBron. Yeah, yeah just. But what you, if you were to just pick one? Just yeah. pick one. And he's like, what's your, what's your just, favorite scene? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the energy <laughs> DJ Wagner give, gives off here, and also the fact that your dad is working at Kentucky, but also played for Calipari. Who also? I mean, the fact that Rick Pitino coached at both schools—that's like, that's that's bad for the rivalry, it, right? It's all it's, that kind of all says it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, congratulations <laughs> to Kentucky. I, <laughs> I, I I I can't make sense of the Cal part of this. All like I said, it's I, it has it, the only thing that does make sense, I guess, is that he's making one last run at it. But I thought Cal had gone away from this sort of thing. I thought I thought yeah. that was the old version of Cal at Kentucky was collecting the five stars and. Um, talking about these kids and all that, but maybe this team. Th th this tells me this recruiting class tells me that Cal might really hate this team this year. Yeah, he's he's like so fed like this because this is this team he has this year is the the culmination of this new approach of of him going to the transfer portal mm -hmm. and and leaning on older guys yeah. and all that sort of veterans. Thing. So it was supposed to to coalesce this season with your national player of the year coming back. CJ Frederick's healthy and, and eligible and and all of that. And you know, you have all these old heads at, at Kentucky, uh, with a little mixture of of some good recruits. And, you know, the signs out of Lexington, he doesn't love the team tape. Maybe this is what's <laughs> going on. Maybe he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going back to to the old love I have, which is five, five star eighteen year olds. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm collecting all of those. We're making one last run at number nine, and then I'm calling it quits. And that's it. And what's his favorite word? Potential. I mean, that is what John Calipari thrives on is potential and talking about what these kids can be when they turn mm -hmm. into my guys. And right now, when they're when you're a veteran, CJ Frederick is already his guy just by time. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, that's my guy. But I wish he was a kid. I wish I could talk to him like he's a kid. I even saw John Wall was talking about when he was a freshman and he went there and he was like, We had to get up at six AM. We're running suicides. And I'm texting my mom. I'm like, I gotta leave here. Yeah, like he's like cat. Like this guy. This guy's crazy. This guy's crazy. And I feel like with with vets and things like that, and you're trying to maybe load manage someone like Oscar Sheboy, and Oscar Sheboy's also making two million dollars, right? It's there's a lot more factors that are at play, and all Cal really wants is like an 18 year old that's a five star. That he's like, you suck. <laughs> Why not? That's all he wants to do. And I think this class, especially with Reed Shepard being in it, Reed Shepard's going to line up. He's like, is DJ Wagner going to line up? Is the guy who signed a is Rob Dillingham going to name line image up? likeness deal with Nike, and then Rob Dillingham, who uh, we know about Rob Dillingham. 
Are these two guys <laughs> going to buy in? I don't know. We'll see. But Also, uh, don't they play the same position? Can I ask that? Is that fair to ask? They are both the number one recruit in the class. I don't know how that works. And they're both the number one combo guard in the class. The only difference is that Robert Dillingham is the number one player in North Carolina and uh, our boy DJ Wagner is the number one player in New Jersey. But again, they are the number one player at every single you know site that you can find. And then at the end of the day, they're going to have to play the same position. I'm confused. Thoughts and prayers to the Kentucky equipment manager. He's going to have to pump up the balls because these guys are going to yeah. dribble the air. Deflate gate. <laughs> We're going to have a deflate gate situation. Yeah. They're going to be constantly just... <laughs> Putting air back in these balls. Uh, should we talk about actual basketball going on? Yeah, I just sure. wanted to. I wanted to start with that because first of all, it just happened as we were uh, coming in to do the show. But um, I don't know. It's a saga that that we've been talking about for a long time. We we all knew it was coming. That yeah. DJ Wagner was going to Kentucky. But I thought the timing of it, Tate. Mm-hmm. The timing for Louisville to start the season the way they did. I don't know. It just seems. It, it seems hurts. like an act of war. Honestly. Yeah. And one last point that I have to make, and I think this was like a larger scale opinion on recruiting when we were coming up. World yeah. Wide West had cachet. World Wide West. Like, every time you heard about a big recruit, you're like, oh, he knows World Wide West. Yeah. Like, World Wide West is making this happen. When Kenny Payne went to Louisville, the whole thing was, oh, well, he's World Wide West as an actual guy. Right. He's in with Leon Rose. He's in with the Knicks. Right. He's going to he's gonna be this big man, big man on the block recruiting again. But I think, like, World Wide West is out the game. I think it's I th- a different I think you're game. Right. I think you're right. And I think, like, you, sat, you signed up and saddled up to, like, an old-school approach to a new game and Calipari is like actually adopting or adapting and becoming a new version of Cal, whatever that may be. And Kenny Payne is looking at World Wide West and he's like, where are my Nike yeah, guys? Happened? And he's like, you're in Adidas school. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think today's the day Kenny Payne realizes he's in Adidas school? Yeah, he had like, no idea. He's like, are you kidding me? Wait, what? <laughs> he's like, can we drop that contract? <laughs> Man, Milt Wagner, thoughts and prayers. Yeah, thoughts and prayers. When is that Friday news dump coming? You know what I mean? (laughs) It's got to be. We're about two weeks away from it. Milt Wagner backing up his office. He's going to get hired by Kentucky, probably. Uh, He probably would. (laughs) No other way those two schools operate, he probably will get hired by Kentucky. What a rivalry. What a great rivalry. Uh, Should we talk about Gonzaga, Michigan State? I think that was the game of the weekend. uh, I agree. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday's part of the weekend, right? I don't know. Friday night. I can't. Friday night. the game on the aircraft carrier, bad game, bad game. I'm going to say that. It was a bad game, but it was a close game, and it was on a ship, so some people might think it was a good game. Uh, it, it, it was a one-point game, but uh, pretty sloppy, uh, a lot of fouls. Uh, I couldn't tell if the wind was affecting shots or not because guys would miss horribly, and then Shulman and Billis would be like, of course, we're on it. As a reminder. Yes, we, we, we are, are on a ship. We are on a ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the ocean, technically. Uh, we're moving. We're <laughs> This is live action. But then other times, like, guys are hitting threes and making it look smooth. So I'm like, all right, well, if the wind's that bad, wouldn't those guys be, you know, like, wouldn't nobody should be able to hit a shot. So, yeah. like, some guys are having problems with the wind. Others aren't. Um, anyway, I felt like the game was 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 not a great game, but it's early, too. There's also that. It's, like, a very early season college basketball game. Uh, but my big takeaway was Michigan State may have found something with Sissoko. That was... <laughs> Sorry. Watching Andy Griffith over there? <laughs> no, no, I was trying to pull up the, the stat sheet here, and then, yeah, Andy Griffith popped up. <laughs> no, you're one big takeaway. Sorry. Uh, uh, Suzoko, the, the big yes. from Michigan State, um, they might have found something. He's not, he, he to me, he's the definition of a serviceable, serviceable big man. Uh, that's a phrase that gets tossed around a lot. And uh, what does it mean? It means Suzoko. <laughs> 
Yeah, it means uh, it, it, that's exactly what it means. It means you can do enough to, to you can do enough dirty work. You can do enough big man things to get me a win, but you're not going to be the one that leads us to victory. Yeah, so there are good. times where he's like a little rigid and and um how he runs and how he catches the ball and stuff like that. But then also uh the guards will just throw it up to him and he can catch it and you know take his time and then dunk all over people and uh he, he goes after rebounds hard. He he fouls the shit out of people, which I think is what Tom Izzo loves out of his big man more than anything yeah. else. It's just Tom Izzo is just yelling every time he's <laughs> Tom Izzo has a big man like this. He's just yelling. They can't guard. Him. They can't call them all. Mm-hmm. That's all he's saying to his big man all all yeah. game. And then Suzuka is looking at him in this game. He's like, they're calling them all. Coach. He's like, they actually, <laughs> actually are calling are. them. He's like, it's good. <laughs> just keep doing. Yeah, it. just keep hitting them. I will say, can I get my big takeaway? My first takeaway of this game as I was watching, you know, we talked about Drew Timmy a lot. I mean, Drew mm-hmm. Timmy in this game was obviously the best player sure. on the court. But at the same time, when we talk about the big, the big that he's going up against. It's a serviceable big, you know what I mean? It's not like he's going up against what we saw last year with Memphis when he's going up against Jalen Duran, and that was a different story, right? So, one, Drew Timmy looked amazing. He had, what, 22 and 13, looked great in this game. But at the same time... His stats looked amazing. His stats looked amazing. And he he was great down the stretch. Yeah, he was. He He won the game for him. He did win the game. He won the game for him. Um, But, yeah, I I don't... I wish I could find the words, and I probably should, because this is literally my job is to yeah. find the words to talk about mm-hmm. college basketball players and teams. Um, <laughs> so, boy, we're we're gonna we'll, try. We'll let's, find. Let's those see words. what happens. We'll find them. Uh, but this Gonzaga team in general, I just, I, it, they just don't do it for me. I don't know how. Like Drew Timmy, just like watching him, and it's not his antics. So, like there are a lot of people that hate Drew Timmy because of the headband and the head, the hair, and his, you know, he makes a good pass and he's doing goggles and he's smelling his fingers <laughs> and he's rubbing his mustache. I don't. Even, I'm not even bothered by any of that. It yeah, has I'm nothing not to do either. That. I don't care. I'm kind of over that. At yeah, this it point. doesn't yeah. matter. I, that, that's. Uh, I actually enjoy it sometimes. Like, I've, yeah, it's, it's fun. The goggles was a new one. He threw yeah, that. He threw I like that the goggles. Nice pass. Yeah, the, it was good. Yeah. Um, he started goggling it up. Uh, <laughs> that's not my problem with him. It's more the. Uh, there, there was a possession in the first half where Billis said drew timmy has free reign to improvise it was, it was like perfect timing timmy gets the ball and like does like a face up on the low block or something like that and billis goes drew timmy has free reign to improvise because he's so good like mark few will give him the longest leash ever mm-hmm. and drew timmy takes one of the dumbest shots you've ever seen <laughs> it doesn't hit rim and then billis immediately is like but i'm not the sure wind. <laughs> like, remember we're on a boat remember we are on he's a like, boat. He, has free, he has free reign to improvise but i'm not sure that's what mark few had in mind and yeah. that to me was a uh, that that's what I see when I see Timmy. It's a lot of that, a lot of like putting his head down and like spin moving and like up and unders and and like his footwork's great, but it's like there's just some about when I watch him. It's I'm laborious. Not, it's, it's it's labor. Yeah, yeah and it's like it, not it, inspiring. Yes. I don't watch it and think like, holy shit, this dude's awesome. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I guess, man. That's what I say. I'm yeah. like, I guess, I see it. I guess, like mm-hmm. you had twenty and ten. Like you're good. I get it. I it's just it's not doing anything for me. I don't know mm-hmm. how else to say it. It's just not doing it for you me. You know what it gives me vibes of Colin Gillespie last year with Villanova, <laughs> yeah, 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 where right, it's like right. I respect that you're winning and I and I assume that you're going to win and obviously you're a top five team and a top five program and we get it. But boy, is it hard to watch sometimes. Very different um ways they go about it. Yes, but the, yes. the feeling of, of that I had with Villanova last year is Villanova was beating everybody and I kept coming on the show and I was like, I get it. They're good. They're yeah. a good team. Whatever. Yeah. For me, for me and my family, mm-hmm. we're out. Mm-hmm. We just don't like watching it. I don't know. It's I just, uninspiring. It's just yeah. uninspiring. And uh But I respect it. At but the I same respect time. it. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> I don't know Gonzaga. So Gonzaga's at their best when they got four guys around Timmy. We know this. We of saw course. this in 2021 when they almost went undefeated, and it was Timmy and and Kispert and Suggs and Ai and and Nimhar takes over uh, towards the second half of the season, and and that was the lineup they're throwing out to they start games. 
and they're they're wiping the floor with everybody, and they're incredible. Um, and and Gonzaga has those big dudes now with uh, Watson and Efton Reed from LSU, and and they have like other good big dudes, but they can't play with ten. Like I didn't, I don't like those lineups. I, I that and, was I was gonna bring up Efton Reed because I like Efton Reed. He only plays ten minutes in this game though, as four because points. you can't play him with Tim exactly. Yeah, so it's kind of like he's, he's stymied. A waste of a, yeah. So when you're looking at this Gonzaga team, it's the the the, the meat and potatoes is going to be whatever lineup ends up being Timmy with four guys around him. And I guess like the, what's uninspiring to me is that I don't particularly love Timmy as like an A plus 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 player. I like him as like a you know he's 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 as we've talked about he's he's good he's good. <laughs> Just doesn't he's do it really for good. He's really, really good. Really, really good. Just doesn't do it for it. And then yeah. the four guys around him, especially when you're comparing it to like that 2021 to even last year's team when Chet was one of those four guys. And Chet's seven foot whatever, but he's he played on the perimeter. And like those are the guys that are surrounding Timmy. I, Julian Strother's the guy, I guess. Like yeah. He's he's he. I I get similar vibes where I'm like he's good, I guess, but like at the same time, no part of me is like like if Julian Strother said I'm entering the transfer portal tomorrow. And Ohio State's like one of his five schools. Like, I hope he goes to Ohio State. That'd be awesome. We could use him. But like, if he doesn't, I'm not devastated by it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Is no, that a good way of putting it? Like, I, I would take. Like, we'll that. take him. But like, I'm not like killing myself if we don't get him. I'm not like, holy shit, we need this guy badly. And the one um, guy to me on their team that I was kind of in my own head before I even I I didn't watch the exhibition against Tennessee. I saw the highlights, but I didn't watch it. So this is the first time I've really watched Gonzaga. And Hunter Salas was the guy. That I He's was in my like, A, dude. I, I was like, Hunter Salas is the guy that I thought was going to take that next step, be that guard, maybe, you know, get 15 to 20 points, something like that. He gets a donut. Yeah. He's he, not, he, did he, the, he plays 18 minutes yeah, and does nothing. I didn't, I didn't even know he was out there. Exactly. The, the, so that that was my concern. <laughs> I mean, Bolton seems like he's playing over him, obviously starting. So it's like, I, I don't know. For me, I'm still trying to find those guys around Timmy. And it is unfair. I will say this. If, if you're a Gonzaga fan and you're listening to this and you're like, these guys are talking shit about my team. We're number two in the country and we won. Shut up. I understand that, but we're comparing Drew Timmy through the lens of 2021. Right. And then we compared that team last year to that. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, and it's, and it's not Timmy's fault, but it, it's the same. It's the well, that's same the game plan. That's the standard now with Gonzaga is winning yeah. a national title. And you've looked at teams that can't win national title or didn't, they, they could have, I guess, but they didn't. Yeah. And you're saying these teams did not win national titles. So what has Gonzaga done to get better or to address exactly. that? And how, and, like, that, and that's how we're judging Gonzaga. Yeah, and that's I'm, not, how I judge. I'm not judging Gonzaga like compared to the number 15 team in the country yes. this year. Obviously they're a top 10, exactly. top five, yes. top two, whatever team, but we're talking about in general to take that next step and win a title. Um, Bolton is like, yeah, Bolton is, Bol uh, that, that's how I feel about all these guys. It's like, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I, I don't want to say they suck. They don't suck. They obviously don't suck. They're good basketball players. But like, Rasir Bolton to me, ideally is your sixth man. That, yes. like, he, like, Rasir Bolton should be on, when I'm picturing like the Baylor team in 2021 and Rasir Bolton's coming off the bench, I love, I love him in that role. Yeah. I love him in that role. Mm -hmm. He's, he's incredible in that role. When, when you're looking at the roster they have now and you're saying, this guy might have to be our best guard, and we have in our and our standard is winning a national championship this year. I don't know if I can get there yet, and maybe he can show me something between now and 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 you know it's a long season, a lot of basketball left to be played, as they say. Oh, uh, the one kid I will say though, uh, Hickman. Yeah, I do no like Hickman. Him. Mm -hmm. I do like him. The kid from Seattle. Boy, those guys from Seattle. He they, can play. They're, they're bucket getters. Dude. No, I, so I, 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 I do, I do like, like him. him. And and uh, the the other the Malachi Smith, the transfer from where do you come from? Chattanooga, is it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, he played thirty minutes. I like him too. So those guys are interesting. If they, you know, like if they continue to, they're the they're the question marks, I guess. And if they start 
to develop. To develop. Maybe they become those guys, and then we know their names, and we're like, okay, now I see it. it. But if a Yagi played in that game on the aircraft carrier, he has 20 points. Yes. And I know that. Yes. And and you probably come away and you say, a Yagi's the best player on Gonzaga. Corey Kispert doesn't break a sweat. He's just like, I know. He's just that, that, <laughs> shot after shot on everybody. That's why I'm saying it. I understand. We're just trying to contextualize. Like, it's unfair in the current times, but we're looking at the larger picture of Gonzaga and getting that elusive national title. That's right. the conversation right. we're having. So that was kind of, I mean, like, they won. Congratulations. Uh, that was, it, it was, and, and, and I, I will say that, like, Drew Timmy took over that game. and um, It was an inspiring and, comeback. Yeah, I mean, Michigan he, State was up the entire game. He got their, he got the entire Michigan State front line in foul trouble. Um, and, and tip of the cap that, that Gonzaga kept clawing away and brought it back. But when you're talking about, like, yeah, is, is this team going to win a national championship they they have a lot of work to do or they have a lot of things to show me maybe they are good and i don't see it yet and like i need to just watch more and watch it materialize over the course of the season but, yeah um i actually i actually came away more excited about michigan state than Gonzaga. like because i was because michigan state the big question mark is like their big man i, I don't know who the hell was going to play center for i just sissoko is the guy that i knew they were going to throw out there but it's like who the hell is this guy i've never he was on the team last year right but he barely yeah. played barely did anything um but now, like being in a role where, where where Marcus Bingham's out of the way, and you're the guy, and like Izzo's just saying, like go out there, like no matter how many times you screw up, we're gonna continue to ride with you because we have to because we have no other real option down low. Um, I don't know. I I, I loved watching him in this game because I was like, he's not going, he's not a guy that's going to to give you double doubles every night, but he doesn't need to be. They just need someone. I mean, they're playing Kentucky. Sheboy, I don't. He's he's not gonna play, but let's say Sheboy is playing uh, tomorrow. I, I would feel better about Michigan State today than I would have otherwise because I like if, if fully healthy Oscar Shuway is just ripping that team apart. Now I see Suzuki, I'm like, all right, at least they could throw something at him. Yeah, because if, if it's not him, it's going to be Joey Hauser. And I got news for you. That's not that's not going to end well for Michigan State. No, I love Joey Hauser. I'm a Joey Hauser guy. You know, I remember what he did when he went in Cameron Indoor. So I respect that man. But yeah, he's not going to be the one that's going to you know figure this thing out down low for Michigan State, which I think Sissoko. If you actually had Oscar and he does play, they said he's Cal says he's questionable. He's not playing. He's not playing. Not playing. We, we know, know he's not we know playing. He's I'm just saying playing. hypothetically. Yeah. If, if, but like that, yeah. that actually would be. I would actually like to see Shibway in this limited capacity go up against Sissoko. and I think that would be a nice kind of way to ease his way back in against a legit big, not yeah. a superstar big, but like to to get his feet wet a little bit and see where he actually is. But we're obviously not going to be able to see that. But Michigan State won the PR war. Of I of, think so. Yeah, I think so. Even though they've lost both times, they've been on the aircraft carrier (laughs) they have won the pr they continue to win the pr war yeah there's still uh michigan state still has the problem this year that they had last year which is their one nba caliber player perimeter player away from being like if they had if they had a gary harris a miles bridges if christie Christie had come back if christie had come back and actually been a first round pick yeah um instead of just like a potential like he was a first round you know like instead of a guy that's like getting drafted for potential and he's drafted because he was actually awesome um they're a top five team this is a top five team Agree. they don't have that and i'm i'm a little worried about that moving fo- forward hogard thinks he's the guy and he could be mm-hmm. hogard in flashes is is awesome that's kind of how um, the michigan state team is though they have like these moments yeah. of brilliance and then they kind of go back to being regular at times but we should say that tom izzo has his best recruiting class in what like a decade coming, coming in. in next so year. he's trying he's building up the talent pool Hogard at one point, I think it was in the second half, or maybe it was in the first half. No, it was in the first half. He he goes coast to coast, misses the layup. Uh, then there's a foul on the rebound, and then it cuts to him like yelling at his bench, and he's yelling, "I'm here," 
and I was cracking up on the couch because I'm he, here. He, he missed, might be the new I'm here. <laughs> yeah, he, I, he, I, I'm pretty sure he's, he was yelling, I'm here. Like, I, like, like and, I'm out here. Yeah, you I'm see me. I'm out here. You yeah, see me. Yeah. And I was like, I did see you just go coast to coast and miss the layup. But at this, you know, at the same time, I love the swagger because I think Michigan State needs somebody like that. Like Tyson Walker, um, when, when you look at like the skill set, I guess like I would circle him as the guy who could carry the who, who they need a go to guy. Yeah. And I think I guess when you're looking at the skill set, that would be the guy I would pick would be Tyson Walker. I don't know if he's wired that way. I don't know if he's like going into these games saying, give me the ball. I'm going to take over when we're playing on a ship against the number two team and the wind's blowing all of our shots every which way and we can't hit any jump shots. Yeah. Don't worry. Give me the ball. I'll take care of it. I don't think he's wired that way. I think Hogart is, but Hogart can't shoot. I don't know. It's just an interesting make. And then meanwhile, Malik Hall is an X factor who wants to be a go-to guy, or maybe he's like a glue guy who wants to be an X factor. I don't know. I'm still sussing my way through. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell that is. There's just like a, the, the, the mental makeup of some of their individual players doesn't match their skill and they got to get that aligned. And yeah. they also need like an NBA guard, but otherwise Suzoko showed me something and I'm, I'm, I'm more optimistic on Michigan state than I was going into that game for sure. And the good thing for Tom Izzo is Tom Izzo obviously understands the college basketball game, which is like, I schedule primetime games early in the season. Yeah. We play it close. They don't have tape on us. They don't know who we are. And hey, if if things go our way, we get a big win and that guarantees that we make it to March. You know, we have a signature win and we move forward. And they they could have easily had it on, on this aircraft carrier. And now they're going to have Kentucky. They have multiple chances to get one of those signature wins. And that's all they really need. Dude, their schedule's their insane. Their schedule's insane. That's, but like, you have to you have to give Tom Izzo credit for scheduling the way that he did because he knows there's a lot of PR. There's a lot of net. There's a lot of BS that comes with this whole bubble watch stuff. And when you have a team that's not necessarily a, a cream of the crop talent that's going to get you into the NCAA tournament, you have to have a few signature wins. And you have to have the media on your side and say, look, Michigan State's a really tough team, you know? Yeah. So when we're in late February, early March, and we're prognosticating about who's going to make the tournament, and we're Gonzaga's a one seed, we're going to say, remember when Michigan State took Gonzaga all the way to the brink and they led all game? Michigan State's got to be in the tournament. You know what I mean? Like, Tom Izzo is playing the long game. You have to respect that. And eventually, the ball might bounce their way and they get a big win. And then all of a sudden, they're a top 25 team and, and we're talking about them in a totally different way. I'm looking which at which I respect. They're I'm looking at their schedule right now. They have so they beat Northern Arizona to open this season. Yep. Uh you got Gonzaga, Kentucky on Tuesday, Villanova in the Gavit games at home on Friday. Yep. Then they're in the uh um are they in the PK eighty five? They are in the PK, the, the Phil Knight invitational. <laughs> they changed it? That's what that's what it says on the okay. Michigan State website. The Phil Knight. They play Alabama, then they play Yukon or Oregon. And then I don't know who else is in there with them, but then they play. They come back and they play Notre Dame. In the, in the I think they A's. can play Carolina in, in the in the PK eighty five. I think the PK way that the bracket, bracket is set up, I think they play Carolina, or they could play Carolina depending on you know if they win or whatever. If they're in the winners bracket, so they could play the number one team in the country. They could play. They just play Gonzaga, the number two team in the country. They play the what's Kentucky number four. They play the number four team in the country. Right, one of those games, if it breaks the right way for you, you get a top five win. We're money. Who cares if we lost to number four and yeah. number two, but we beat number one? You know what I mean? Like the, it's <laughs> they could play Carolina. They yeah, could, they could play. They could theoretically, I guess, play Villanova twice, right? Is that what this? Because yeah, Villanova's, Villanova's in, in the, the bracket. Yeah, too? they're in it too. Yeah. Um, but how? Yeah, how many of those? Those the, so Kentucky, Villanova, Alabama, UConn, or Oregon? UConn's a top or twenty-five Carol team. Yeah, PK eighty-five. Yeah. Then they come back. They play Notre Dame. Then they play Northwestern and Penn State, who are better than. 
you know, yeah. they've, they've been historically. They're not. How many of those games do they lose that will show up in March under the bad loss in this column? Zero. Zero. Even losing to Northwestern, who's not a not a great team, but yeah. like it, Northwestern's not a shouldn't be a humiliating loss. And you can we'll like it, let's say they lose to Northwestern after coming off the PK eighty five, where they beat UConn and beat Villanova for the second time. It's yeah. like no, everyone's like, yeah, they're, they're worn out. They just went through a gauntlet. You know, you can explain it you away. Can explain everything, yeah. and that's the that's like the beauty, that's the game, dude. Yeah, that's the beauty of what Tom Izzo is doing. So you have to respect that uh, at a high level because in a world where nobody wants to play each other because everyone's trying to dodge and dip. Tom Izzo says, I'll show up and play you. Yeah. And and even if I lose, I win. I win. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Because I just lost on a it's ship. It's like Paolo Bancaro. Even yeah. if I lose, I, I win. I still win. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm going to be started on that. I know. I just, I, I had to, that was too easy. Oh my God. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen a loser get glorified like this. But we need to do sometimes we, when you lose, you win. You know the uh the tungsten O'Doyle, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, there's a there's a baseball meme. It's called like the tungsten O'Doyle tweet <laughs> that uh someone tweeted out that uh uh that every Angels highlight looks like uh Shohei Otani did XYZ. He's yeah. the first player since Tungsten O'Doyle in nineteen twelve to do it as the Angels lose seven to three. Yeah. That's that's the meme. 100%, right? Yeah. That's Paolo Bencaro. We need a basketball version for Paolo Bencaro's rookie season. Yeah, because Paolo- I'm sick of I'm sick of seeing the tweets that are like Paolo Bencaro was the first rookie to ever do X Y Z, and I'm like, holy shit, dude, they're killing. And then I look up the standings, and the Magic are in last place. Yeah, and then when he doesn't they play, they win. <laughs> they lose every single game. Yeah, when he doesn't play, Franz Wagner plays point guard, and they win. And then everyone's like, man, wait till they get Paolo back. I'm yeah. like, yeah, wait till they, wait till they get him back. It's disgusting that that man's going to win Rookie of the Year over Matherin. Just like it, it, that's a that's a you don't know ball situation to me. I agree. That, that, you, that's a conversation. It, if, yeah, yeah, I mean, that, come that's on. a Hooper conversation. Yeah. Like the Hoopers, Hoopers. Yeah, you can talk, talk about your stats all you want. Like Matherin's coming off the bench. Like Carlisle's purposely manufacturing adversity for Matherin yeah. to fight through. I mean, it, it's clear as day. And meanwhile, the Magic are handing the keys over to to Paolo, who is are we sure he's even better than Brady Manic? The evidence we have. Not the tape I no. saw. Yeah, yeah. Not the tape I saw. Release those tapes. Are they out there? <laughs> yeah, they're did out they, there. Did they, did they put got, that on TV? I got pictures. <laughs> Moving pictures. Anyway, enough about that. Yeah, I but, said, don't, don't get me started. But, but, it, but it just goes to show in basketball right now, you can lose but still win. Can, and Tom yeah. Izzo is playing that game. So Dude, respect. We, they, the we, uh, Gonzaga won the game, and we're talking about our concerns with Gonzaga. And I know. State and that's why Gonzaga like, fans, I'm yeah. like, I understand why you'd be upset. I'd be a little upset too, but that's just that's the world we're in. I'm done with the aircraft carrier games. I don't. I don't. It, it didn't do anything for me. Yeah. It didn't. It, the first one was awesome. Um, the, first the first one, one is. The, yeah. You just you can't, can never. You can never capture that again. I mean, I talked to James Michael McAdoo, who played on that aircraft carrier game as a freshman. I was a freshman in college at the time. He's like, we had freaking Barack Obama sitting there yeah. courtside, like came and dapped us all up. Michelle Obama sitting courtside. It was just a scene. It was a spectacle. He had Tom Izzo, Roy Williams. Like it was. I think that's what this wasn't enough of a spectacle. Yeah, it was. It, if, if you're gonna do it, you gotta blow it out. Like Tom Cruise should have been there. I agree. And Tom Cruise should have been like, I'm going to try to attempt to fly this plane. And if it not, off of the if Tom Air. Cruise doesn't come, John Ham's at least there. John like, Hamm's at there. least yeah. we have John Ham yeah. and Miles Teller. And Miles let's, Teller. Let, let's say we get those two. The halftime show is all the Top Gun two people are playing that weird ass version of football where they're both on offense and defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the halftime show. Yeah, <laughs> people love. Or it. Tom Cruise is like, I'm going to attempt to, to take off of the plane. Yeah, off of this, off of the aircraft carrier. I'm going to. Uh, uh, I'm I'm going to take off in a, in a fighter jet. Watch this, and everyone's like, "Tom, have you ever done this?" And he's like, "No." 
but I've I've, watch I've made two movies on yeah. it. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm an actor. So watch this. <laughs> Have you not heard? I'm an actor, and I, mean, I do my own stunts. So here we go. I mean, Lady Gaga, sing the national anthem. Lady Gaga. Like, like do yeah. something where it's like, hey, the A list of the A list, A list is here. Yeah, Jay Z and Beyonce. Yeah, where was Jay Z? Where's where, where's, where is Jay-Z? where's Jay Z? <laughs> where's Jay Z? You're absolutely right, dude. You're absolutely I, right. I think I'm blaming Worldwide West again. Where's honestly, Dicky V should have been there. Right. We needed Dicky V there. Right. We need like we needed we it just wasn't enough for me. And I think Billis even should have made he should have done more. Like do we get a 94 feet on the yeah. aircraft carrier? Yeah, we should have I didn't see one. No. We should have done We needed that. We we needed Pat McAfee there to like jump in the water. Yes. And Pat McAfee's like, I'm gonna do it. And everyone's like, Holy shit, he's gonna do it. Yeah. And they're like, Is he gonna do it? And he jumps he in gonna... and you hear his mic like, like all yeah. crinkle and, and like he's like, Guys, blow up and explode. I'm gonna yeah. do it. And he does a backflip in the water and then Reese Davis is crying, laughing. Like, yeah. I can't believe what I've just seen. Yeah, he's like, This is this is crazy. <laughs> he said he was gonna do it, but I didn't think he was gonna do it. I did not it. think he was gonna and do it. And then he did it. Oh my God. Yeah, we, they didn't have we needed a spectacle. Yeah, we didn't have any of that. So I think we're done um, though. I think I think and if I'm Tom Izzo, I'm never playing on a boat again. I yeah, mean 0 2. Never never going back to 0 2 on water. Yeah. Or should he play on a lake now? Ooh. A lot of lakes in Michigan. A lot of lakes. A lot yeah. of people were bringing up that Sparta. Uh, the actual Sparta, they had a terrible Navy. So there's like some sort of, <laughs> I don't know, you find the correlation, but there's something with water and the Spartans. So. Speaking of the Navy, Shulman and Billis were were this close <laughs> to to making the argument that like, uh, uh, what's, what's the thing people say about football? Am I the only one that thinks the troops can put together a team and, and compete for the Super Bowl or something? You know, yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the... A uh, tried and true boomer taker or, or whatever. Um, they were this close talking about the like the, the Navy's the greatest team or the, the 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 military that we have in the United States is when you think about it the greatest team. And they they kept saying that line over and over. And I just kept waiting for Shulman to be like, Jay, uh, look around at some of these Navy guys. Like, how do you think they would do against Gonzaga in a, in a game? I was I was so ready for it. Yeah, I think we get that if it's more of a blowout. But it was a close game, so they had to. Stick to it, but they were doing their best to get the banter. It's also like kind of an ad, you know. It's like (laughs) that's the other part. It's like they're just being bad guys, you know. Like Dan Schulman's like, put a little plug in there, Jay. (laughs) Best team on water. (laughs) Your Navy SEAL. Oh man. Uh all right, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh try to make sense of what the hell Colorado basketball is right now. Oh my god, Tad Boyle. All right, let's talk about this Colorado-Tennessee game, Tate, because uh, the, the transitive committee is trying to make sense of the Colorado Buffaloes. They lose to Grambling State. When was that? That was that was Monday. That was, Mo- Monday. was Monday. Yeah. Um, then they turn around and beat a team that you and I were very high on. I still am very high on. And, and, I, and I still don't understand how this happened. Um, but one of my rules that I like to, to, to bring up to people, if I didn't watch it, it never happened in my mind, <laughs> in my history. So I did not watch this game. I did not see it live. I did. I did. This was on it. Sunday. This yeah. is two days later. On Friday, they lose yeah. to Grambling State. On on Sunday, uh, they were playing in Nashville. I think it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in Knoxville, but it was a uh, neutral. New, it was one of the. You know how the SEC does it. They yeah, do it yeah. football all the time. Of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're playing. Yeah, home yeah. and home. You're like, what? Isn't this neutral and neutral? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, gotcha. <laughs> how many Georgia football home games are going to take place in the Georgia Dome? It's yeah. literally called the Georgia Dome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's not, not anymore. Is it the Mercedes? Mercedes Super, or no, Super, not Superdome. Su- Mercedes Dome, yeah. Um, so uh, Tennessee loses to to Colorado. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm with you, man. I didn't watch this game because when Col- I was, I was excited for it because it was, it was really the only game that that stood out to me on on Sunday. Um, but Colorado lost to Grambling State, and I was like, all right, well, never mind. I'm not even going to bother watching this. This is, I'll, I'll check in on Tennessee later because I know Tennessee's got a. a 
a decent run coming up with their schedule that uh I'll I think they're playing Butler coming up and um they got a, they they got the Arizona game too in Tucson. Yeah. That's in the non-conference for sure. I think that's going to be a great game. Uh but but they got Butler to open the Bahamas. So I was like I'll I'll, I'll have plenty of time to see Tennessee. I I've never been more shocked. You texted me the final score. I've never been more <laughs> shocked. Like you talk about like a a whiplash of two teams. It's not just that Colorado lost to Grambling State and then beat Tennessee. They lost by 9 to Grambling State. It was not a close game. Yeah. Then they turned around and beat Tennessee by 12. This was not a situation not a where it was, yeah, not a close game. <laughs> yeah. This is not a situation where yeah. uh, you know the the ball bounced the wrong way and they snuck one out and they were like, let's get let's jump on the bus and get the hell out of here before the refs review it and whatever against Tennessee. They they straight up beat Tennessee and yeah. they, and and I'm a little concerned. We both love Tennessee after the uh, the exhibition game. I was gonna say Tennessee beat Gonzaga in an beat exhibition the hell out of game exactly. So like, what does that say? Is Grambling State the best team in the country? I mean, that's what some people are. The transitive committee I'm shook, has never dude. been in more I'm shambles. Shook. Yeah. I'm shook. We're one week into the season, and Grambling State might be number one in the country. And I and I like Grambling State. And I like Grambling State, but <laughs> if Grambling State's number one in the country, we have bigger we problems. Problem. We got a problem. We got a big problem. Um, but the 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 Tennessee guards in this game, four for seventeen from three. Vescovy and Ziegler, I'm talking about six for twenty five from the field, and. I mean, it, like Colorado, it didn't even look like Colorado played that well. Again, like I didn't KJ, watch the game. KJ but like, Simpson I'm, was the one that I saw in the highlights. He had 23 points for Colorado. I mean, he was the one that I guess was spurred all the scoring for Colorado. But at the end of the day. I'm admittedly box score watching, so I I, I, I don't know what the hell happened. But Colorado, did, like they didn't necessarily win the turnover battle. They weren't. The rebounds were pretty. Like everything's pretty even. The yeah. Tennessee's offense is anemic. And if you look, and that's at, the concern with Tennessee, dude. That's why, like, that's why I'm actually concerned is because th- this was not supposed to be the case with this Tennessee team. Uh, Tyree Key's in, in Knoxville now, and he's, he's like one guy is not going to solve all your issues, but at least you have a guy that I've seen put the ball through the basket before. Yep. Um, which can't be said about a lot of the Tennessee guys, uh, dude. I, I I might actually be concerned. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm, I'm I, hoping this is just we, we can just dismiss this later and say like it was early and this doesn't yeah, count. It, but I, I hope it's a blip. But then when you look at like you said, look, we're just looking at the box score right here. But when you look at it, right, both teams shoot 30 percent or less from three. So it's not like Colorado was like hot exactly, three point exactly. line that, that blows your mind. Rebounding wise, Colorado out rebounds them by nine. So that's kind of that's a little bit of a red flag that, you know, they rebounded by, rebounded by nine because Tennessee missed so many shots. It's true. True. Yeah. And then it, it, I mean, it's easy tur- to grab rebounds. Man. Colorado had 19 turnovers, and they won by 12. It's crazy. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. In what world? In what world? But the only thing I can think of is that Tennessee, as a team, maybe they're like we're playing in Nashville or whatever. We see that these guys just lost to Grandling State. We overlook them. Mm, we're not okay, all the way okay. locked in. Okay. And we're just kids. <laughs> we're just kids at the end of the day. So I, uh, I think I think it's just a blip. If I had to, if it's blip or bomb, I'm I'm siding with blip. Well, there are certain programs that could get away with this, and I would trust them moving forward. But Tennessee Rick not Barnes is not one of them. No. You know that's that's. But like when I'm filling my bracket out in March, and and I'm looking at Tennessee, and they're staring me back in the face, and they're probably like a two seed because they won the SEC and. Um, you know, they 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 lose like seven games on the season and they're actually have put it together. They've won nine straight entering the NCAA tournament. They won the SEC tournament again. Everything's going well for Tennessee. I'm I'm going to remember this game. Yeah. I'm gonna say how did how the hell did they lose to a team that just lost to Grambling State? And it's also Rick Barnes historically has started out great. Like things have always been yeah. going great for Rick Barnes, and then he kind of, you know, like basically 
flames out at the end of the season. So the one thing I will say is maybe, just maybe, Rick Barnes has heard all the negative stuff about him in March, and he's taken a play. He doesn't want to peek too soon. Well, he's trying to be like Roy Williams. He's like, oh, or Tom Izzo. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to help these guys early. I'm going to let them lose. And then I'm going to go, and then I'm gonna okay. go to the press conference. I'm going I'm to make them feel it, and we're going to learn, and we're going to grow, and we're going to get better because we're playing for the larger goal of trying to win a national championship. So maybe Tennessee's playing the long game. Again, I am on the record. This is a blip. It doesn't make any sense. I will never understand how this happened. And I hope that it doesn't get brought up anymore in my face because I think Tennessee's a good team. I still think they're a good team. Grambling State is going out west <laughs> on Friday. Uh, they're playing Grand Canyon. <laughs> then they, I assume they're going to stay in Arizona and play Arizona State on Tuesday. Um I'm shitting my pants if I'm those if I'm those two. That's a, that's a that's a game Arizona State loses. What if Grambling State beats Grand Canyon and Arizona State? Mm. Are they ranked? Yeah, I do think, we have to rank Grambling State? I mean, I think if if Grand Canyon beats Grambling State on Friday, they should rush the court because <laughs> <laughs> you just beat the number one team in the country based on <laughs> the transitive property of college basketball. <laughs> So if I'm if I'm Bryce Drew, I'm telling my guys like that we're playing the number one team in the country and and like treat it as such because we because Grambling State they're nothing to play around with and they're coming in hot <laughs> maybe the hottest team in the country. Uh, speaking of the number one team in the country, what's the North Carolina Ooh. panic status? Ooh, honestly, I mean from the outside looking in, um, you know for. For the the bubble boys, as I like to call them, you know, they are probably looking at North Carolina and they're saying they're probably get them out of my face mode. And and here's here's why. And here's why I would agree with that. First game, four assists as a team. That's concerning. That is major concern. Yeah. Major concern. I, I watched that game, four assists. I'm like, this is not good. The biggest problem, though, is not just the assists and like they had a moment. R.J. Davis and Caleb kind of had a little moment with each other because again, what do we? Do they kiss or something? No, they they had uh, <laughs> R.J. Davis didn't pass in the ball and Caleb. Like, oh, kinda, like a bad moment. Oh, yeah, he kind of oh. like got mad and then uh, Hubert got him and was like, oh. "Let's," you know what I mean? And we remember last year, what was the issue? Caleb was trying. All these NBA heads are like, "You got to have the ball in your hand." You got to Drew Hanlon's like, "You got to <laughs> yeah. have the ball in your hand," you know. And R.J. Davis is this amazing point guard who is is the point guard of the team and Caleb is like I'm the point guard of Caleb's the team. Caleb's like I've been reading some stuff online. Yeah, he's and, like uh, Drew, Drew Hanlon. I did uh, my I did my own research. He's like Jason Tatum <laughs> and Drew, Drew Hanlon have told me that I actually am the point guard. Um so the, that that is concerning that you know the assists because if a Carolina a good basketball team a good Carolina basketball team I'm I look at the final box score of a game is 20 plus assists. Look at Arizona, right? I think they I saw some stat they've made whatever many field goals, and then it was like 58 of 66 field goals or whatever the number was. I can't remember off the top of my head. But regardless, like basically every field goal they make is an assist assist. field yeah, goal, yeah. which is, all right, we're playing good basketball. Probably not 58 assists. No, I know. But, you know, game, whatever the number, I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. But or on the season, maybe. On the yeah, season yeah, yeah. is what I'm saying. Oh, okay, on the season yeah. so right. far, so far through however many games. Um, but in general, you see that and you're like, all right, th- that's concerning. But the rebounding is really what worries me. The rebounding goes back to one man, Armando Baycott. And... Armando Baycott was great scoring in this game. Carolina ends up basically blowing out College of Charleston, even though they were down at halftime. But I'm a little concerned about Armando Baycott's rebounding and the energy and the effort. And it's not, 
I don't think it is an energy and effort problem. I'm worried it could be an ankle problem because it's the ankle oh. where the floor. Remember last year in that championship game when the floor moved, right? And no one cared because they were like, "So what? We he's don't just care. got a he's had a sprained ankle for eight months." Well, I think the ankle. <laughs> I, I hope the ankle is going to continue to get better. Is what I'm saying, and I think that activity level will help with the rebounding, which will then help with the overall. Is this going to be like an North ankle Carolina injury basketball. that that when he plays well, he was feeling fine and yeah, he's feeling it, great. It, it just it goes it no, adds no, and flows. Oh, he, fe yeah. he felt great tonight. You know, that's all it is. Like when he plays well, he felt great tonight. But I, those are the things that I flagged. The rebounding, Armando Baycott's ankle has me a little bit concerned. Also, Pete Nance as the four, I think Pete Nance will end up being the backup five for Baycott. And I think that Puff Johnson, who is healthy, practicing today, is supposed to come back for the November 24th game against Portland. I think Puff will end up being the Brady Manic role. Leaky will end up being the four. Bakeout will end up being the five. And Pete Nance will end up that being the backup five. That sounds like a better... That, that I think, is going to end up being yeah. the, the quote-unquote iron five of this North Carolina team. But you, your original question, should we, we be worried about the number one team? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Because I... I, I in all honesty, I mean, like one of the concerns I would have had coming into the season is it's fair to be concerned based off what I said. The there's assist, only the rebound. Yeah, there's only like one that. ball, and and th if there's one team in the country that uh, has has a slew of guys that look in the mirror and say, "I'm the best player on I'm this him. team," I'm him. Caleb Love yeah. wakes up every day and says yeah. three letters to himself: H I N. <laughs> yeah. But meanwhile, Baycott's the one that's the preseason All American. On, yeah. Uh, Caleb Love's like second team All American. R J Davis is. Maybe the best point guard. Maybe for a the lot best of people. player on the team. Maybe the best player on the team. Yeah. Maybe the best point guard in the country. Uh, these are things people are saying about him. Leaky Black threw a pass off the backboard against Baylor. Not exactly also, relevant to this thing I'm saying, but it did happen. Leaky Black <laughs> won the game against College of Charleston, in my opinion. He didn't miss a shot in the game. Has 15 points. So like, I'm not worried are, about Leaky. There are Leaky. I'm not worried. That's about. what I'm saying. There yeah. are encouraging signs where you're like, one, it's like Leaky can play the four now. He has the size to play the four, I think. So there are encouraging signs, but I, I look, I'm not, I'm not free of concern. Yeah. Is it a blip or a bomb? I think it's a blip. I hope it's not a bomb. Just hope that people weren't paying attention because you guys won by 16, right, against Charleston? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and, a, and a, it turns out a lot of people were paying attention to the they first were, half. They were they, paying. They, they, then they stopped of, watching and did and not like see. halfway through the second half. They I didn't watch say. the second half. All right. Well, I, I did you watch second half? Uh, I, I was watching the score. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But it, but it's okay because you, you're the number one. You're the number one team in the country. No, you're, the, you, you dude, have you're, to take the heat. <laughs> And I think that North Carolina, this group in particular, they uh, they are. This is the first time they've had to accept the heat, right? You have to accept with the uh, with the number one, yeah, with with a top five team, but especially the number one team is losing, uh, and it's it's well with it. Like the game is, there's enough game that has happened where you're like, oh, this might be something, and your yeah. eye emoji and your friends, yes, um. And then they start to pull away late, and you just pretend like it never happened. It never that, happened. That's one of the great traditions in early season college basketball. Of course, you're just we, like, what? what? I did what? Yeah. I, I never unsend unsend text. Also, un, un, delete tweet. Delete I'm gonna tweet. be I honest. Like the disrespect for UNCW as a basketball program, and the disrespect for College of Charleston from the national public. Stop I'm it. like, stop. What are, they, what are these people talking about? It's like, it's not like you're playing South Carolina Upstate, whoever the hell that is. Stop. We're it. playing real teams. Stop. Playing real programs. They're gonna make the tournament. Uh, Carolina has dropped to 12 on Kid Pond, by the way. <laughs> That's why I'm not subscribed. I mean, my God. Kid Pond, yeah, let's do a Kid Pond update. Oh, uh, Kentucky at one, Texas at two, Gonzaga at three, Houston at four, Virginia at five, Baylor, Tennessee, Indiana, Kansas, Duke, UCLA, North Carolina. 
Who's there the best? Can I ask you this? Can I ask you this? You have those what? 12 teams right there. Who is the best team that you've seen? Just eye tests, which is, again, I think this. What is the best team that you've seen that you're like, I think that's the number one team in the country? Butler, for sure. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, Butler I saw the person. Hey, Butler looked pretty good. If we're basing it off of what I saw. Yeah. I saw Louisiana this weekend. I think Butler, they might, they might be. Butler's defense forced like 30-something turnovers. Yeah. <laughs> How many turnovers? Honestly, they were high-flying. I mean, I did, I did like that. But to me, honestly, so, the best team that I have seen, it's a toss-up between Houston and Baylor. Yeah, I I mean it's it's gonna be those two. I mean, Houston is Houston is Houston and Baylor are the two teams that I'm like Houston those... is diet 2021 Baylor. Maybe yeah. not even diet. I don't know. We'll see. But like that is in the same way when I look back on on our show in 2021 and I was high on Gonzaga all year and um admittedly probably shouldn't have been. Baylor was better, but like Baylor wasn't sexy, Baylor wasn't fun like Gonzaga was. Gonzaga was winning by 30 points, it felt every single time they touched the court. Um and and it was just it yeah it, there there was something about watching Gonzaga it was like this team is complete and Baylor's yeah. Baylor's a little more gritty but they just stayed the course and they were the same team all season and I love um, those three guards I mean and then ba Baylor had the the Iowa State COVID game though right that like Iowa State was dog shit and they gave Baylor a good game yeah so maybe I shouldn't be so hard on myself because that was that was alarming well, I remember yeah. that game when, the, when it, but they, I I think that might be the Colorado Tennessee game mm, of this year okay. Um, <laughs> But I'm getting those vibes from Houston this year that it's going to be that kind of season where they're they're good. But I, I like we almost don't even talk about them because like the way they go about it is just like like a python like just strangling people. Yeah. And it's just like I don't know. It's, Houston won again. They held another team to yeah you know 25 percent shooting and I I yeah, think there's a world in which we're. I keep trying to figure out what's the first game that Carolina loses. Is it going to be Indiana or is it going to be uh, Virginia Tech? They're back-to-back games on the road. So it's going to be one of those games. But when that happens, I think Houston takes over number one at that point. And I think Houston will be number one until they lose to East Carolina inexplicably at some point in the conference. But I think Houston's the team that you're like, I could see them riding the year as the number one team, right? And just holding on to it for quite some time. Um, there's there's this as well. I mean, Houston's schedule is not... It, Houston plays Oral Roberts. Ooh. Should watch that one. That one on uh, Max Aismas. Remember that guy? Love that guy. Um, that one's uh, tonight. Wow. Oh, ESPN Plus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, here I'll tell you. ESPN Plus. They play Oral Roberts. ESPN Plus again. They play Texas Southern. They're on ESPN against an Oregon team that just lost to UC Irvine. So like that game. Once upon a time, probably should have had been a good juice, game, but not now. Yeah. But like, is it going? Oregon's not going to be ranked. Oregon's not ranked in the new poll. There, it's uh, you know, so when that game happens, it's not going to move the needle for nationally. Yeah, I'll watch it, but it's not going to move the needle. Uh, that's on ESPN. Then Kent State, Norfolk State, St. Mary's could be a good game. St. Mary's like, is good. St. Mary's, Houston again. Yeah, like, are we grabbing the nation by the balls and saying yeah. and turn the this general on? fan is probably not. Gonna um, yeah. They play Alabama in December. That's good. That could be pretty interesting. They play at Virginia uh, in, in December as well. That'll Week be the Alabama. game. That'll be the game. Outside of that, dude, and then you get into the American schedule, and it's just kind of – so, like, my, my, my point isn't that Houston's not good. It's just that, like, the, 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 the situation where they're playing Gonzaga on an aircraft carrier and the whole country's watching is not going to happen. Yeah. It's just not going to be a game. So they're just going to continue to ho-hum beat teams. They might be undefeated. For, for, like, honestly, they might go undefeated entering the NCAA tournament. That's um, what I'm saying. They might just be number one all year. And they just might just be number one, but like no one's but no one knows excited about, about No one even no knows one, yeah. who the best <laughs> yeah. player is. No one's even really watching them. But everyone's like, yeah, Houston's number one. It's kind of like a de facto thing, which is... Virginia's the big one. I mean, like if I'm looking at all that, Virgi at, yeah. it's at Virginia. Um, it's a true road game at Virginia. That's that's the one that, that'll, 
I think most people. Will be and if I'm Tony Bennett, him. like I'm circling that game. That, yeah. that's a we're back and we're we're doing we're we're trying to make a national championship run again kind of game for Virginia. So with St. Mary's, uh, yeah, St. St. Mary's is good. It could, uh, yeah, it's I, I don't know the the schedule's leaving a lot to be desired, which was always my problem with Houston. Of course, and I'm excited for them to join the Big Twelve because we will not have this problem. Not the Big 12. at all. <laughs> not, not at all. all. But I think by that point, Houston will be a legit like they yeah, will be one, on. one of yeah. the top 10 programs yeah. in the country across the board yeah. uh shout outs closeouts or is there anything else you want to <sighs> i mean i mean <laughs> i did bring up rick patino losing that was one of my big shout outs because I, I that that got me worried but it also it opened the door to our whole conversation about rick patino coming back to louisville so i just want to shout out you know even though we started so bad on louisville i want to shout out the fact that i think brighter days could be ahead i think this could be I was gonna call Mike on the show, live on the show. Yeah, um, we do but, need to talk to Mike. But he's doing it. He's doing his radio show, and I was I was texting with him uh, this morning, and his his official statement on Rick Pitino back to Louisville. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read you his text, please. This is a. We need the official. I go to word. one source for Louisville basketball, and it is Mike Rutherford. He said, "I would give both my pinkies to have Rick back." That's what he said. <laughs> That's a direct quote. <laughs> I mean, Mike, cut your pinkies off. Cut it's off. time. It's time. Cut your pinkies off. Yeah, Mike. we it's need time. Rick Pitino back. And I think Rick Pitino needs Louisville. I really do. You know, sometimes some things are meant to be. So yeah. uh, shout out to Rick Pitino. He knows what he's doing. He needs to come back home. Uh, shout out to Monty Bates. 30 points versus Michigan. I said it at the top. I just want to shout him out again as well. Yeah, I um, love that. We're rooting for him. Those yeah. are two guys we made a lot of jokes about that we're rooting for. I uh, agree. That we're going we're gonna to pretend like we never did make that. We're going we're gonna to say... Shame, shame on anybody who <laughs> laughed at these at these men. Uh-huh. It's not funny. Yeah. And the redemption story, we're going to be applauding them. And uh, yeah, Monty Bates had 30. I, I still, to be completely honest, I still hate everything about his body and how he moves. And I, I yeah, it, it's it, it's not great. <laughs> it's also <laughs> it's not just that he's skinny. It's like yeah. how he moves and like his knees are like pointed inward. Like, I don't know. It's just a whole, he's like a little hunchback. To, I don't know. It, it's just, it's, it's it's bad vibes watching him like run up and down a court, but I don't know, man. When he gets the ball in his hands, he can make some magic happen. And I did appreciate just like from a competitive standpoint, I, my only, con- not my only concern, but one of my big concerns with Amani always was like, did he have, for lack of a better term, did he have that dog in him, you know? And against <laughs> Michigan, like you could tell he took it personally because I'm sure he, I'm sure he reached out and was like, I would like to play at Michigan. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think he wanted to send a message to them. Like, I'm really, I'm really that guy. I'm really one of them ones. So kudos to him for, for performing. Should he that opt level. out? Do you think? <laughs> yeah, should he opt out. out for the yeah, rest of the season? Out. He should sit out. He scored 30 yeah, points. Drew Hanlon has texted him. He should sit <laughs> he out. Should. He should also play point guard. Drew Everyone should play point guard. Um, Two shots of Drew Hanlon in one podcast. Dude. I'm not taking shots. Do you like Drew Hanlon? I like Drew You didn't Hanlon. even say it. I like Drew No, Hanlon. I really like okay, the guy. All right, I think he's a good trainer, you know? Isn't Jason Tatum up for like MVP? That's what they're saying. <laughs> That's all Drew Hanlon. That's what I know. Uh, shout out Jalen Clark of UCLA. Yeah. Um, and shout out UCLA in general. That is, uh, you know, as you asked me about North Carolina, it has not been so inspiring. But you know what has been inspiring? Watching UCLA. Your second team. My You're second team. <laughs> my second team. Uh, close blue. Not the same, obviously. But UCLA, I, you know, you got Tiger Campbell. You got Hami Haquez. But if you watch their first two games, like those guys have been not afterthoughts, but like they don't have to be the guys. They see but, the vision. It's, exactly. a, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. They're yeah. not trying to. I love yeah. and they're load managing right now. Whatever Hami Hawkins did for his ankles, I need Armando Baycott to get his doctor. And I don't know if he's in L.A. I will track down the doctor. I will get Armando out here if we need if need be. Because Hami Hawkins is running, moving, looking great. Jalen Clark looked amazing. Looks like an actual star. 
Um, so UCLA, I said that I thought they were going to be a Final Four team. What I've seen in two games looked the part. Um, shout out to them. I want to shout out to uh, the the Temple Owls, Tate. Be Villanova. First time in 10 years. First time in 10 years. Big five, baby. 10 years ago, Temple won the Big, big Five, too. That was the last time Temple won the uh, the Big Five championship. What is Love it called? That. Big Five title? Big Five? I think it, let's say Big Five championship. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, they give a trophy for that? I, I think, think they so. do, right? I think they do, yeah. Um, yeah. Villanova didn't have their two best players. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. Do not care. And Tem- Aaron McKee, Temple, the coach for Temple, I mean, that, that yeah. it's just cool. He's general. another another alum. Like uh, that, that's the trend, you know. The yeah. the, the former player is now Speedy your Speedy Claxon yeah. and Aaron McKee with two huge wins this weekend for like the former player turned coach. Yeah, Patrick Ewing, what are you doing? Get a big win. So Kenny can Payne, what are you? <laughs> Kenny Payne, what are you doing? Um, shout out to our friends. Uh, uh, all three of us are friends with these people: Wes Kaminsky and Tanya Hubbard. Uh, what are they doing? They're temple. The, temple. Oh, with the temple. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking of the temple grads in my life. I thought it was like a temple <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, Holy crap. No. I was like, what are they doing? They're doing Two a show. Two people that we've worked together. Oh, yeah. I love them both. Uh, we've yeah. all three worked uh, with, uh, went to Temple. So I'm going to shout them out. They might listen to the show. Probably not. I don't know. Oh, I love that. And Temple also is one of those schools. We did our Sleeping Giants podcast where we tried to, you know, find programs that should be good that aren't as great as, you know, San Francisco, Loyola, Marymount, stuff like that. Temple was one of those programs. That is not that far off the beaten path when it comes to no. where, where their standing is. But I would love to see Temple get back in the fold as a top 25 team. And the door is open. Yeah, the door is open. Jay Wright is gone from Villanova. Great. Honestly, you think Jay, Jay Wright loved that. I think Jay Wright, a little, like, deep down, deep down, like, way, way, way deep. Jay the, Wright, ego, the ego plays a little bit into it, you know. Jay Wright has to have – you can't be perfect. You can't be a perfect human being. Yeah. Like some part of you has to be – you know, there has to be something saying. about him there, because, there, like everything else, he just seems like the nicest guy ever and yeah. all that. But there, there has to be one little iota of him that's like, I won't lie, I loved it. I yeah, loved he's it. like, he's like, I'm the best. They miss me. Yeah, he's like, they miss me. I love that Villanova misses me, and also the Sixers want to hire me. I love, I love that. That's where I'm at, and I, I'm not working for either one of them. Yeah, I love, that. and I'm gonna live in this limbo for as long as yeah. I can, where yeah. everybody wants me, and I continue to just be like, oh shucks. Uh, quick Pac-12 update: UC Irvine beat Oregon. I already mentioned that Arizona State lost to Texas Southern in overtime. Um, Saw that. So, wolf on that one, and wolf. then. Uh, Colorado beat Tennessee. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> I still can't believe Pac-12 that. Pac-12 update was about to be really sad, and then Colorado beat Tennessee, shockingly. Um, but Wyoming, Tate, lost a very bad southeastern Louisiana team. Andy mm. Katz is in shambles. Yeah. Someone get Andy on the phone. Yeah. That was a surprise team. Wyoming, Hunter Maldonado the, uh, is, is the Colin Gillespie. He, he's the ass man of college basketball now that Gillespie's gone. He is the, the uh, point guard. He's going to back his ass down near the post and... <laughs> Love that. Go try to go up and under all night. Um, woof. The last time we saw Wyoming was uh, Hunter Maldonado was doing that very thing against the Indiana Hoosiers in the playing game. It was not going well for him. Mm. And now they're losing to southeastern Louisiana. So scrub the tapes. Andy Katz never came on our show and said he liked Wyoming. That never yeah, happened. That I did do not think happen. There needs to be like a, uh, you know, a lot of, I feel like a lot of the NCAA tournament, like the last thing we saw sticks in our mind too much sometimes with these teams, whether it be mm. TCU. I mean, even Carolina is obviously, you know, there's a little bit of that with them where everyone's like, well, the last time I saw these guys. Max Asmus, Oral Roberts. Yeah, exactly. I, just, I just looked up Houston's schedule and I was like, oh, could be good. Max Asmus was pretty good two years ago. It, for three it doesn't games. always <laughs> translate one to one. It's a totally different team. Um, I think that might be it. Oh, Yellowstone's back. Shout out to Yellowstone. Nice. That show. You yeah. watch that show, right? I love that show. Mm. It's a great show. I love it. 
Yeah, I saw like the there's a big sign outside with John Dutton. Did you see that? The yeah, Fox sign? Costner. But yeah. I think it's uh, it's uh, his well, documentary about Ye the Yellowstone. Yeah. It's it very the, confusing. It's about the actual Yellowstone Park, right? right? And it's yeah. like narrated by Kevin Costner about Yellowstone National Park. Does he narrate it as Kevin Costner or John? Or John Dunn? Dunn. That's what I. That's what I was. Is he at. holding like a coffee mug in the kitchen mm. and and or? on the front porch in the rocking chair and he's just like yeah we're a family beth yeah <laughs> i mean maybe i won't rip in there too i won't rip like just kicking down a door or something you know as an actor myself um <laughs> i have i have no choice but to to applaud the way costner plays that role and yeah. every time he's talking about his family and his ranch and his land and everything and he just hams it up to a thousand he's like i killed it yeah i killed those men beth i did i killed them yeah but I did it for this land, Beth. Yeah. For this for this ranch, Beth. How many people has Casey killed <laughs> since season one? I'm like, K Casey's up to like 60 murders. And not one person ejected him. If, like. <laughs> if killing people is what I have to do to keep this ranch, Beth, well, God damn it, I'll kill this whole town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I guess. Like, I guess this is the moral quandary. This is our land. I just love it. He's always talking to Beth, too, in my mind. Yeah. I mean, Every yeah. state is just like, Beth, yeah. Yeah, and then Beth's, like, drinking, like, bourbon out of a coffee mug. He's always, like, talking down to Beth. Like, Beth doesn't understand, but, like, everything we see out of the character Beth is that she gets the game more than anyone else. More than else. anyone, yeah. But then her father, every time he talks to her, he's, he's, he's like, like, he's like I got to explain what this land is, Beth. <laughs> She's like, yeah, fucking get it, it's like, Dad, I love this Dad, land. Dad, you've been doing this to me every day. I life. love this land. <laughs> Can I one last shout out? This is a little bit for me, but I'm. I'm I didn't watch the. I didn't watch the. Uh, I didn't premiere, watch it. I didn't watch. I feel premiere. like. I, I feel like we just did it right. Here. Honestly, it was a good first episode. What we just did. Uh, I have to shout out my guy Drake May before we get out of here. Um, quarterback Drake May. The Heisman campaign is officially on. He won the walk. I'm with Wal it, dude. I want Drake May to win. Walter Camp Award winner, best offensive player in the country. Uh, this week he wins that. Um, I was I was in Asheville, in North Carolina. I had Coach Dave Odom, who was at Wake Forest. I had Roy Williams, who was at North Carolina. They had a wager going on for this game. A lot of Wake Forest fans talking shit about Drake May to me about how he was going to get exposed in this game, and my boy just no. delivered again. And uh, I don't want to, I don't want to see him fail. I don't want to set him up for failure. I just want to say. I've never, I've never been in love with a quarterback like this man. I've never seen someone play I'm the with position you, dude. like I've, this. I'm, uh, I'm on the Drake May for Heisman. I'm not going to say that uh, my quarterback, CJ Stroud, is yeah. up for Heisman. Might yeah. be the favorite. I think. And he is I the would, favorite. I would, if I could push the button and have him step aside so Drake May could win it, I would push that button for you, Tate. Thank you. Because I think he probably is actually better than CJ. Stroud. I, I've never. I mean, he's incredible. He it, is incredible. And also, and you played quarterback, so you. I mean, you I have did, to appreciate yeah, at a very high level for to, the that's for the saying, dogs yeah. for the dogs. But you have to appreciate, like, I don't know. There, there's just something about it, you know. Like, I don't know what the X factor quality is. No one has been able to pinpoint what makes a great quarterback. But when I watch Drake May play, no, I'm, you're you're, you're I'm just right. Impressed. Like, I, 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 you know, not not to be the guy that likens your high school career to like actual guys that are playing at an actually high level, but um, I do do that when I watch football. I'm like, dude, I would have shit my pants in this situation right? yeah, yeah yeah this is incredible that this guy can do this um but that's that's how all sports are i mean it makes you appreciate of what, what someone's doing if you yourself do it like you you you've, you have a greater appreciation for golf if you start picking up golf you're of like course. oh my god putting so much harder than i realized yeah um so yeah i uh drake may is incredible but also i'm i'm kind of over uh the the 
the Heisman talk around Ohio State all being on C.J. Stroud when like anyone with two eyes and a brain knows that Marvin Harrison is, is the Heisman by far the best player yeah. on Ohio State and not even Ohio State the best player in the country and he should be the Heisman favorite probably uh, I kind of but he's like not even <laughs> anywhere no I, I would I would actually be more in line with that to say Marvin Harrison Jr. would be the guy that could be he's like the, the best face. He, he's the best football like of all the people that you say play your position as well as you possibly can yeah Nobody in this country is playing it as well as Marvin Harrison does, and he's not even sniffing a Heisman Trophy. He should win the Blitnikoff even... Award, right? <laughs> I mean, right? That's like I mean, a for sure like if thing. If he doesn't win, who's like? I mean, yeah. Josh Jones of Carolina will be in that conversation, but like Marvin Harrison Jr. If Marvin Harrison is that doesn't guy. win it, yeah. burn the whole system to the ground. I agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna call John Dutton, and he's gonna go. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, go kill this man. <laughs> this is my land. <laughs> Bet sometimes you gotta. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh I will also as far as the college football playoff, uh I, I was reading all those scenarios and things. I need your Buckeyes to beat Michigan. So I'm officially pulling for the Buckeyes because because Carolina's the, on the bubbles that well, we well, Because of the Notre Dame transitive property, Carolina's one loss is Notre Dame. Ohio, Ohio State, State beat Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. So if Michigan were to beat Ohio State and there's like Ohio State versus North Carolina for the playoff, we would we would lose out because of transitive so, property. All right. So let's walk through. Uh yeah. SEC's getting their champion and definitely course, Georgia. So it's going to be Georgia, but if it's not Georgia, then we're in real trouble. Then we're in real you. trouble. Then I'm then done. Yeah, then I'm out. <laughs> then you're out. I'm praying to God, Georgia. But if it's lose. Georgia, Georgia's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say whoever wins Ohio State, Michigan is goes on to lock to, to beat who's going to who whoever the hell they're going to play in the Big Ten West. Um, they're in. If if it's Ohio State that loses to Michigan, you're saying Ohio State would still be above North Carolina. Yes. But if Michigan loses to Ohio State. Carolina there's can, a way Carolina I, can jump because Michigan's strength of schedule has been garbage and they yeah um and there's not the transitive property but TCU's still in the mix but everyone everyone's talking about TCU like they're gonna lose any day now and they I know. just like won't <laughs> I know even this weekend with Texas like I had people talking to me about like as if they already lost I yeah. was like are you sure Texas is gonna win and then Texas didn't win TCU is gonna be undefeated and not make the playoff because everyone's gonna say yeah <laughs> they, they're going to yeah, we're yeah. not gonna put them in because they're definitely yeah. gonna lose <laughs> after Cincinnati we're not just gonna, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna put them in uh, uh, also, USC is in the is. I think they have USC's one loss. In the, they're kind of the they're yeah. kind of just hanging they out. Got there. Dame, it, ooh, dude, they got Notre Dame. They got Notre Dame. They got Notre Dame, and I need Notre Dame to beat USC because we yeah. all know if it's Carolina versus USC, they're taking USC. Right? I can't wait for the expanded playoff. It's gonna be so fun. It's especially I, you're looking at the Big Ten. These Big Ten games the last yeah. couple of weeks, the weather, mm-hmm. how insane it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I I do it as shtick sometimes, but I, that uh, that SEC. Would not be able to the SEC teams would not be able to handle coming north and playing meaningful football in Big Ten stadiums. But dude, like I, I the more I'm like going to these games and when, when I was in Evanston, yeah, I can't Ohio believe State, you were I, at that game. I, I won't even say it about Ohio State. I'll say it about Michigan. If Michigan's playing Tennessee in a blizzard, Michigan and, dominates. And, and the, they they win by four touchdowns. Yeah, it's not even close. So when the playoff comes around, I'm excited for that. No, I mean you can. But the say same that. might be true of the the you know like some of these teams go south. I don't know. Maybe maybe Wisconsin plays when Wisconsin's good. They play all I know Georgia is and get if if I if you had a wind factor and you were like the wind is the main thing that we're worried about in the game and then there's snow coming down as someone from North Carolina like I don't want to play in that yeah like, that's of course it's like no chance there's a fat chance I'm playing in that game and dude Ohio State is the SEC team of the Big Ten which and you see how Ohio State plays in the weather and we're just like this we want no part of this, this and is, you guys turned into the SEC team in the Big Ten because you're trying to win national championships because you're trying to beat SEC yeah. teams. And Michigan's like, we're just going to try to win Big Ten football. I know. And, and then they get the playoff, and they're like, we already did our part. Yeah. And then all the Ohio, Ohio State fans that were used to trestle ball are like, how did this happen? Yeah. How's Michigan the team yes. that's running the ball I do down not our like this. Now? I don't like this. I'm not having fun. 
All right. That's probably enough. Do uh, you have anything, Jim? You want to shout anything out? No, I think that's it. All right. <laughs> Big weekend of college basketball. Big week ahead of college basketball. Yep. We got Maui. We're going to Maui all year, Thursday, right? Yeah. We're so then, out Thursday? Yeah. The next time that you hear from Mark Titus and myself, we will be in Maui for the first time since 2019. What time is that show going to come out? I have no idea. I'll be on no island idea. time. Yeah. I, I'll be on island time. Oh, so. my God. Five teams in the top 25 yeah. in Maui, by the way. Can't wait. Going to be mm -hmm. insane. I'm going to say it right now. I got Arizona winning the Maui Invitational. Putting it out there. Um, I have I have San Diego State because, uh, one, maybe to reverse jinx. I don't know. I won't tell. But um, <laughs> Matt Bradley, after the BYU game, he played like garbage. Uh, and then Matt, I, I saw that Matt Bradley did the Kobe move where he right after the game he was getting shots up. Oh, I love that. And uh, – that tells me he's he's hung he's hungry and motivated Tate. Mm. He's uh he's ready to uh I don't know. I, I, I see big things from Matt Bradley in, in the Maui invitational. Sign me up. So I, I can't I, wait to watch. This might he's be gonna the go best nuts. Maui field of all time. That's what they're saying out of the Maui. It's incredible. Field. And, yeah. it, and next year's is gonna be even better. And, and think about Matt. I mean, the history of Maui, the fact that they're like, well, this could be the best Maui field we've ever had. So. we are going to Maui and uh we are going to be uh yeah, just pumping out a lot of Maui content. I'm excited for that. And, yeah. Um we're going out on a boat, right? Yeah. We're going on a boat with Jay Billis. <laughs> and the implication there is he has to be our friend. Like, by the time we get done with this boat, like, should Jay Billis take, has to come Should up. we take recording equipment? I, and just, I was going to ask you. I, I wanted to bring my Yellow Tech mic, my little mobile mic, and we just, like what I did to Bill Walton, where I just. Because like, he can't run away. He has yeah. to do the podcast. Bill Walton did a promo. He couldn't yeah, run he away. Did. Yeah. He was like, sure, That's I'll cut a promo. Works. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to say, Jay Billis, cut a promo. That's a great call. Cut yeah. the check. And he's, he'll start sweating because it's yeah. Fox ESPN deal. You I know? know. And he knows. Know. And he's going to have like an ESPN boss right there. And they're like, uh -huh. you can't do you can't it, do Jay. It. And I'm like, Jay, I thought you were a man. Yeah. I thought you'd do what you wanted. Yeah. Well, then at least speak into this microphone and tell people why you can't do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, explain yeah. yourself. <laughs> can't wait. All right. We're going to be in Maui. Uh, congratulations to Grambling State. Hang the banner. Best Number one team, team in the country. Baseball, uh, until proven otherwise. So there you have it. We will see you guys when we are on the island. Thanks.